Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah. Happy Friday, Eve. <laughs> so close. Ah, You were dreaming already. there for a minute, Bob. It's Thursday. It's a filler day before the weekend. We'll make the best of it. It's what we do. You are tuned to the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy. Morning, Greg. Hey there. And it is 6.08. Your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. One of your top stories. Joe Biden. Oh, Brandon is so generous, isn't he? Yeah. He's working real hard. I mean, he's looking for an mm. end run anyway to get around Things like laws in the Constitution, because he feels it's, he has a personal mandate to pay off some college loans for some young folks. $1.2 billion. You know, look. Wow. Sure, this money's just laying around somewhere, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a big pile, and they shovel it into one thing. that Oh, that's going to Ukraine, right? Shovel it in another uh, pile, and... And then, oh, look, we got a whole billion dollars left over. Yeah. No. We're $34 trillion in debt. But Joe Biden, he's going on a uh, little buying spree. It's called buying votes. Oh, shopping for votes. Yes. Okay, all right. This is going to get the younger people really excited about him. Yeah. Yeah, the younger people who know zero about economics and you know maybe uh, a balance sheet mm. and how that works but yeah he's uh he'll i'm sure he'll get some support for that especially from those who benefit i think it's probably going to have a backlash effect because it's it's not for everyone no it's not so you know there's going to be some people that go look i actually worked hard to get a an actual useful degree i am mm-hmm. paying you know, federal withholding taxes, et cetera, et cetera. You know, some of these other people got stupid degrees, haven't done anything with them, and now you're going to forgive them for their poor decisions at the expense of other taxpayers. See, that's the point. It's If it was coming out of Joe Biden's personal account, you know, that, you know, so what if it's paid in, you know, Chinese yawn? What do you mean, Bob? You're insinuating that it's not free. No, there's a price to pay. Mm, Look, okay. there's no government money. It's all taxpayer money. Right. So he's just making this decision out of the blue. This would get congressional approval. I'm going to spend $1.2 billion of hard-earned taxpayer dollars uh, any way I want. In this case, I'm going to give it to a bunch of young people because 
they may or may not have been responsible with their loans. Huh. I thought they the may, Supreme Court said no. Huh. They did. He's well, looking for an end around. Interesting. And he's so desperate to get votes. Guess what I heard? Uh-oh. I heard that he might actually use uh, some presidential executive powers to perhaps, or make it look like, he's making an attempt to secure the border? But I thought he said he needed the power and money from Congress to do anything like that. That is exactly what he said, and everybody else said, no, you don't. Just (laughs) go back to what Trump had uh, in place. Mm -hmm. We know one thing it would have done is people would have to wait in Mexico for their asylum hearings. And therefore, you wouldn't have the population that have come across the borders that is more than... 37 states. Is that crazy? That's crazy. Yep. Yeah, I'm sorry, 36 states. More illegal immigrants entered U.S. under Biden than population of 36 states. So he's going to make it look like, oh, yeah, I'm finally doing everything within my power to address the borders. But make no mistake about it. Congress failed on this. It's Congress's fault. I I can already hear. Goodness. You know, the BS. I can hear it already. So frustrating. Yeah. Uh, locally, I guess you'd call it locally, it's Florida, six measles cases confirmed in Broward County. And uh, I'll let you know if that threat continues to grow. Keep an eye on that. I haven't thought about measles since we were kids. Uh, we took care of a lot of things that might be uh, popping back up again. Wow. So, and then now that, now that every, you know, everything, now we can't trust vaccines. Yeah. In general, even though many of them, you know, may have been relatively safe. But, yeah, because of what the government, the pharmaceutical companies did with the whole COVID thing, now there's a lot of people going, I'm not, no, I'd rather err on the side of taking my chances than. Isn't that a shame that they've kind of ruined basically a whole mental concept of just going and get a shot for something? And they won't effectively address people that have these long-term effects. They, they're they not doing their due diligence, you know, trying to find out what happened, how to treat it, and being honest and transparent about it. And, you know, both, you know, Big Pharma and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, our government so-called leaders. I'm not feeling, well, I'm feeling led all right, like by the nose maybe somewhere. So Saturday is the South Carolina primary uh, Nikki Haley is uh, set to take quite a drubbing, it looks like, according to all the polls. Yeah. Will she drop out if that is the case, turns out to be the case? I don't know. I mean, she's talking like she's going to be in it for the long haul. Some of her people have said, well, you know, polling in, in some other states, she's actually doing well. And when they say doing well, they mean it's only a slight double digit, <laughs> you know, that she's losing by Trump to uh-huh. not winning no. at all. No. Former Republican presidential candidate Ron DeSantis, our great governor, uh, governor, said that there is no question that former President Donald Trump will have a massive victory over Nikki Haley in South Carolina. He made those remarks in the Palmetto State, where he was, he's in South Carolina, on Tuesday. Uh, He dropped out of the race, as you know, in January. He took questions on the state of the race following his remarks at the South Carolina State House Senate Chamber, where he pushed 
his greater agenda of instilling congressional term limits. So that was his reason for being there, because we all kind of wondered, like, wow. Interesting timing. Yeah. 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 Um, He said, if you have a path, you have every right to be running, uh, explaining that he never said certain people should not run, even though there were a lot of people uh, at 1%. But if the path isn't there, I think at what point is the purpose of this? And I think that would actually just be how everyone looks at it, he said. And then he began knocking Haley's strategy of attracting non-conservative voters in open primary states. This, what I didn't understand about her is, and I still don't understand it, is we have a voter base in the Republican Party. And I think if you look at the Iowa results, it's a good example. 85% of the registered Republicans voted for either Trump or me, effectively. So that's just a big conservative base, right? To try to appeal to people who aren't part of that base for a primary, I, I don't understand that, the governor said, which I, I totally agree. In a different article, um, he's, he's ruling out any kind of vice presidential situation. Okay. But okay. we've heard those kinds of things before. <laughs> yes. 616 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. It is Thursday, and we got some great guests lined up. It's a big old show. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned to 97.3 The Sky. Mark Levin. Our border is wide open because Biden wants to change the country. Six weeknights. Well, how do you fix that? Make it less white, less Christian. On 97.3 The Sky. Howdy. Howdy. How y'all? What's happening? What's look, going on over here? Look at them tumbleweeds going by. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning and welcome. Happy Thursday at 621. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Your time check is brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. What are your top stories? Uh, Joe Biden has decided to give your taxpayer dollars uh, to pay off some student loans. Did you... Did you get a voice in any of that? Mm, no, probably not. No, definitely not. And the Constitution uh, doesn't really allow for it. In fact, the Supreme Court ruled on that. He's looking for a, quote-unquote, workaround. Wow. You know, hey. Wow. Yeah, fix the border. But it's not going to happen. Is it? There actually is talk and whispers that Biden might use the executive authority to secure the border somewhat. And this is what's really interesting about it. Here we are, three years into his presidency, and he just remembered, ah, you know what? I opened the borders via executive order and repealing everything Trump had into place. I wonder if I couldn't just kind of reverse that and, and kind of fix the border. It took him three years. Took him whining about Congress needs to address it and he needs more money to address it. But all of a sudden, as we get very close to an election that he's doing very, very poorly in the polls, ding, 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 all of a sudden, his memory, and we know he's an elderly man with memory problems, his memory then does kick in. He goes, what? Wait, I remember something about the border. My first day in office, there was that pipeline thing. I nixed that right away. 
because I told that little girl I was going to kill the fossil fuel industry. And uh, oh my goodness. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, the whole border thing. Now I remember. Well, he's forgetful, Bob. Well, he is. He's, he's an elderly he's man very... with some memory yeah, issues. But he knows what's going on. All right. Um, another big local story has to do with Newberry trying to make their public schools public charter schools and what that all entails. And you might be interested because this might be a concept, if it works out, that other uh, municipalities might want to try to uh, to follow and to duplicate. So we'll have uh, Joel Searby on uh, to talk about this. And if you want to find information, go to yesnewberry.org. Right now, let's go to Davis-Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines. And Mark, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, uh, Greg and Bob. Um, yeah, regarding Biden on this $1.2 billion for like 153,000 students, I'm sorry, that is just pure bribery no matter how you slice it. And I don't go around asking for other individuals to pay off my car loan. And borrowing money is a choice. So, sorry, uh, I'm not responsible for these uh, these people's loans. And uh, with that number I shared a, a few days ago, that's about $4 per living American to uh, handle his little $1.2 billion bill. It's, yeah, if that's, yeah, if that's all we had mm-hmm. to handle. But we know it, it, each individual's tax bill is much higher than that. And uh, you said that you're not responsible for their loans? Joe Biden says, yes, you are. Well, <laughs> Yes, you are, because thanks, he's taken our money to pay off those student loans. Davis Kingsville Chevrolet Skylines, this time, Phil, you're on the air. You know, it, I hope Joe studied the demographics of the students who are receiving the debt payoff. If they're not in Michigan, if they're not in Pennsylvania, if they're not in Minnesota, that's not going to be worth anything. Especially also if he's paying off debts to students in New York and California and Massachusetts and Rhode Island and Delaware. He's throwing his money away. I hope he's smarter than that. Well, he's not smart at all to even think about engaging in this kind of program. I think the the blowback will be pretty strong. It's like, uh, wait a second. People are struggling to put food on the table. I saw a thing where people are spending a greater percentage of their income for food, the greatest since the Gulf War started, what, back in 1991? Wow. Yeah. People are spending, Mm. on average, 11.2% of their income on food. And this is after grocers and other grocery stores and others have said that um, people are spending a lot less. But even spending a lot less, you're still up to those highest spending Mm. levels. And you're going to tell those people that are struggling to put food on the table that, oh, yeah, hey, uh, thanks for paying off this, uh, you know, this this kid's student loan. Yeah, it's um, it's enough to irritate you. Yeah, it is. That um, that attorney general in New York, Letitia James. Uh, Speaking of very Does she not get under your skin? There is just a real nastiness Mm -hmm. to her. I'm sorry. I'll describe it that way. That'll keep it simple. Uh, But anyway, uh, one of Trump's lawyers, Alina Haba, uh, she's been uh, on a couple of programs. I saw her on Fox. She also was, uh, you know, with Breitbart. And she said she's going to thoughtfully and methodically respond to the ruling in New York's fraud case against former President Donald Trump, stating that it is going to be on appeal 
and you can read it and weep. And, <laughs> oh, wow. And, and, and yeah, and she was asked some, some good questions I saw on the, on the Fox interview. And she said, look, I'm not going to give away, you know, what our strategy is going to be. We've got some great people on our team and, you know, we're not going to do... You know the other folks any favors. We're gonna we're not gonna make it easy on them at all. And at the end of the day, like she said, you can read it and weep. And she said she'll be inviting people to, you know, check it out when it comes to their defense in the appeals court. Interesting. And just how obvious it is that this is clearly politically motivated, and that the fine is clearly unreasonable. So that's contained within the Eighth Amendment. But Constitution be damned, I tell you. We got to get rid of that Trump guy. That's unfortunately how way too many Democrats feel. 628 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy in the house. Uh, More on Trump. Marco Rubio uh, sent a notice to Joe Biden along with some other GOPers. I'll tell you what that's all about. Coming up on News Talk 97.3, The Sky. Trending right now on The Sky. We executed our constitutional duty, impeaching Secretary Mayorkas. It's now time for the Senate to do its duty. The allegations are false. As it happens. Failure to support Ukraine at this critical moment will never be forgotten. This bill was never really about securing our border, but about securing another's country's border. The news station. Inflation. Prices are still too high. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once. On News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Stay on top. News here in Florida. At the top. I turn on the sky. Boom. News. News. At the top. Every hour. News that affects my life. When I need it. My news. Sky News. The news station. News talk. 97.3. The Sky. Good morning and welcome. It's almost Friday. Yeah, that's the good news. We call it Thursday. The, the place keeper. <laughs> I love it. Happy Thursday at 638. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. Uh, local. Big local story is Newberry wanting to separate their public schools um, and call them charter public schools. And what does that entail? What is the benefits? We're going to ask that of uh, Joel Serby, who's going to join us in the 9 o'clock hour. So stick around for that. 
Also want to remind you, if there's any openings for the Bob Rose Golf Scramble, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to be gone after today. If you haven't got in already, uh, arcalachua.org. That's arcalachua.org for the 26th annual Bob Rose Golf Scramble. That's Friday, April the 5th at Hawkstone. Thanks to Infotech and Southeast Car Agency. And there still may be opportunities if you'd like to volunteer out there. It's a 12.30 tea time, and they're going to feed everybody associated with this tournament very, very well. Um, so uh, if you want to get involved, if you want to golf, or if you want to volunteer, don't put it off any longer because they're going to zip it up tight. I think they were limiting it to about 100 um, golfers, and that, that way it moves along. It really does, That's and fun. it has historically, and everybody's always really enjoyed it, and it's for the best of causes. So, uh, arcalachua.org. Thanks for your continued support on that. It's been extremely, extremely successful. Okay. I, I get it that the Democrats are desperate as we come closer mm-hmm. to the 2024 election in November. I mean, time is flying. We're, we're just about out of February already. Wow. What do we got? March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. Uh, and then there's the election. So really, yeah. you're eight months and counting. Does that even seem possible? In some ways, yes, because we've been kind of well, talking about it yeah, to true. some extent. But yeah, and you'll be surprised how fast these eight months will go, too, I'm mm-hmm. sure. So yes, the Democrats, as we've already noted many times over, very, very desperate. They all pull out all the stops. And then you got the House Minority Leader, Hakeem Jeffries, uh-huh. who... What a mess. Look, I'm not a fan of Democrats anyway, but he's another one of those people that really can get under your skin. If there's more going on there than just, oh, you know, they're the opposition or whatever. There's more there, and it's it's ugly, frankly, all right? And so here's the new one, right? Uh, Hakeem Jeffries was on The View... Oh, no, that's not a friendly forum for him. Yeah, right. And uh, he said Donald Trump views himself as a Putin-esque, Putin-esque dictatorial figure. So they're trying to get the authoritarian, dic- uh, you know, dictatorial. He's a dictator. He loves Putin. That's, that's, the, that's the yarn they're trying to spin. That's, that's one of their... Um, Little tales that they're trying to tell. You know, and the sad part about it is there must be some level of effectiveness because this is the kind of lies and ridiculousness that they've engaged in. And somehow they were able to pull off a win last time. I know there was more at work probably than raw propaganda. Remember, I am... Bob Rose election denier. That that's true. Yeah, there is that. I I'm I'm in recovery for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I just hope the election process has seen some level of recovery. Well, because you don't want to be reinfected. It, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the Biden virus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just again, it's just over the top. I I, I just don't. I don't have any patience for the ridiculousness that, that, that these people, how they try to position Donald Trump. It's sad. And the extent they'll go to, to persecute and prosecute him. I guess that they're the same terms when it's Democrats attacking Donald Trump. It's 
It's persecution, prosecution. All right, so you got that. You got that going on. We're going to have Carl Zalek, Marion County Commissioner. He's going to be on at 8.05, and I, I invite you to tune in. He's going to have a, a story that he will tell that will pull at your heartstrings and, and tug at you a little bit about, uh, you know, a recent loss, a loss in the community without giving it all away. So you want to tune in for that. All right. What else is going on? Lindell Mays, the man who allegedly fired the first shot in the February 15th Chiefs Parade shootout, Mm -hmm. says he was, quote-unquote, just being stupid. (laughs) Well, that's that's a subtle way of putting it. I mean, it kind of cuts to the chase. What were you thinking? I was just being stupid. Yes, you were. Uh, Breitbart noted that two adults were charged Tuesday in connection with the Chiefs Parade shootout. Mays was one of the two. Dominic Miller was the other. Associated Press pointed out that there was a dispute. Uh, Jackson County Prosecutor Gene Peters Baker said that following the dispute, Mays allegedly pulled his handgun first almost immediately. The New York Post reported that court documents indicated Mays allegedly pulled his gun He started to chase an unknown individual who appeared unarmed and shot at him, resulting in others drawing their guns. Wow. Moreover, court documents indicate Mays allegedly admitted to police that he pulled his gun first and began shooting first, even though he was in a crowded area and there were throngs of kids. And then when law enforcement asked him uh, why he advanced with them to begin with, he replied, stupid man. Just pulled a gun out and started shooting. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. Just being stupid. Hmm. Well, acknowledgement is the first step. There you go. Wow. Willie Nelson in the news, kind of. It's actually his son. Hmm. Yeah. It's a crime story. Oh. Uh, and they just unfortunately keep on coming these days. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah. 6.45 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is in the house. And don't forget, you can follow The Sky never miss a minute of the show with just one click. TheSky973.com slash follow or download the Odyssey app. You'll get the Bob Rose Show podcast and every minute of the show as well. Happy Thursday. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. Show. There are really two issues that every Republican can unite on. Afternoons at three. The border and stopping the deficit of the federal government. It's unsustainable. On News Talk 97.3, the sky. Got to pump it up as we get closer to the weekend. Happy Thursday. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here as well. And hey, make sure you get the uh, Bob Rose Show on your Alexa First thing in the morning, you can catch up on the latest news. So when you rise and shine, just tell your smart speaker, play 97.3 The Sky. That's easy enough, right? Lots of things going on. Top story, Biden using our taxpayer dollars to try to pay student loans. He's working uh, uh, at an end run to get around uh, the Supreme Court. I so, that. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, also... A Florida public school district has confirmed its sixth case of measles as health officials warn of an outbreak. Broward County, that's Fort Lauderdale area, 
uh, their public schools officials announced that this is the latest case uh, that came out of Manatee Bay Elementary on Tuesday, just days after the Florida Department of Health confirmed Friday that another student at the same school was the first to test positive. According to the superintendent, it's fine for children to come to school if they're vaccinated. It's safe. It's safe for your ch- if your child is vaccinated. He added that any major decision regarding school closures would be made by state health officials. We are not allowed to keep children from coming to school, but if the state feels it's in the best interest, they'll deem that as a state emergency for the school. We expect to receive further guidance from the Florida Department of Health and will continue to keep the school and its families updated with the latest information. Mm. Over the weekend, the district took further preventive measures by conducting a deep cleaning of the school's premises and replacing its air filters. Uh, The CDC uh, said that a total of 20 measles cases has been reported by 11 jurisdictions as of February 15th. Arizona, California, Georgia, Maryland, Minnesota, Missouri, New Jersey, New York City, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. It does not include the recent outbreak in Florida schools. Um, Yeah. And (laughs) let's, uh, let's examine measles. We thought we took care of that. How could it be coming back? Uh No way. What? Could it have to do with all of these millions of people that Joe Biden has invited into our country over the last three years? Could that be a possibility? I'm sure they're all being checked at the border for, you know, COVID, measles, bumps, those kind of things, I'm sure. No, not so much. No, remember, when all of us were being forced to vax for COVID, they were not. When those of us have to produce valid identification to get on a plane, they have their own separate line that allows them to proceed without proper identification. And it goes on and on. So these are the countries uh, that are hit with the most measles cases over the last uh, six months. Yemen, over 18,000. Wow. Azerbaijan, 13,000. Kazakhstan, 13,000. India, 12,000. Ethiopia, 10,000. Hmm. And where are immigrants coming from? All over the world including and not limited to those countries. So you have to ask, well, what else is coming in? I mean, it's only, what, 7.2 million people since Joe's been in office. I mean, you know, I mean, you're going to have somebody that's sick in there somewhere. I reported a long time ago. I can't even tell you how many years ago it was. Uh, you know, it was at least five or six years, I believe. Okay. They caught some Chinese nationals that were taking pictures of the naval base in Key West. Right. They were in a restricted area. That's just one anecdotal story. But I remember at the time saying, look, China is competing with us, and that's a soft term, um, but they'll do anything to beat us. So they're not a fair competitor. We're not on an equal playing field at all, and they don't see that anything wrong with that. They have their plan. They're going to pursue it. And they're patient. They're patient. So if you've got literally tens of thousands of Chinese nationals crossing the border, and we already know people that have been here will do the work of the Communist Party when called upon. Do you know why? If they don't, their family members back in China could be harmed. 
They know that. This is a fact. This is not a scare tactic or anything else. So we've got tens of thousands coming over here. Now, are they going to overnight form a gang and start going house to house? No, I, I don't think so. No, I think it's much more likely that they'll get jobs. That they'll adopt and adjust to an American lifestyle in many ways. And for the most part, maybe even be very law-abiding. Until they get the call. Mm. Then they'll already be entrenched. How much damage could you do in your workplace that would hurt your company? What if you work in the food sector? What if you work in the water purification sector for a municipality? You see where I'm going with that? These are national security issues. We've got to get that policy changed, and the only way is to get rid of Biden. More to come on 97.3 The Sky. Hang in there. I'm just very happy to hear you give everyone the truth. I am so happy. I, I can just scream. Sad. I'm very sad the way this country is going. I'm more heartbroken than anything else. Angry. It's just ridiculous, and it makes us so angry. I'm just trying to figure out when did we start listening to these freaking weirdos like this? No matter the emotion. That's how I feel, and I, I don't know what to do and how we fight back. Talk about it here on The Sky. To me, it's really important. News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Here it is. Well, almost. You know, don't want to oversell it. The weekend's out of here yet, but it is Thursday. Happy Thursday. I'm Bob Rose. Greg Cassidy is here. Morning, Greg. Good morning. Lots to talk about as hour number two begins. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. So the judge in the Trump Georgia case has got to... uh, Make a judgment here soon, a decision Hmm. in the case of D.A. Fannie Willis and Trump prosecutor Nathan Wade, both sides in Georgia's high-profile election interference case involving former President Donald Trump, are preparing their final arguments over whether Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis should be disqualified over her personal relationship with a special prosecutor on the case, Nathan Wade. Okay, my quick take on this is when you have an appearance of impropriety, okay, like meeting at their personal residence, that's a problem. Hiring him when it doesn't appear he had anywhere near the highest of qualifications, in fact, wasn't really qualified for a a case of this level. So you put that together, you put together the fact they went on trips together, Have clearly there's a relationship there. So the just the appearance of impropriety would disqualify them. I mean, they should have disqualified themselves. But no, this is, I think, part of the excitement of their relationship. We're going to get Trump. We're not going to get Leticia, Leticia James, the, you know, the attorney general of New York. We're not going to get let her get. You know, all the spoils and and take all the credit for taking down Trump. Why, we're going to take our piece of flesh, too, while we're dealing with things in the nature of, uh, you know, the flesh. Mm -hmm. So now, after, uh, you know, a couple of days of hearings that, you know, there was some drama uh, that was attached to this, uh, there is going to be 
uh, Judge Scott McAfee, he, he's going to have to make a decision here soon. And apparently a lot of folks are saying, yeah, there's some pressure there. Well, and then you throw in the whole other angle, the fact that, uh, you know, they met with the White House before they even progressed on this case. Mm-hmm. A little collusion going on there with the opposition party. Yeah. Is that is that right? Is that legit? And I don't know if the judge is allowed to look at that scope of things. I don't know. You know what I mean? I mean, the fact that they have a relationship and they had met at the White House and it did have to do directly with this case, I would think it would be within his purview or his scope when you know, making this uh, disqualification or allowing the case to move forward uh, with these two. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, a party has to say, yeah, I could let them continue. And obviously showing how not so bright they are. Oh, yeah. Um, um, yeah, it, it probably is not going to go well for the prosecution anyway. But anything can happen, as we know. Used to be, you felt some level of confidence in the judicial system that justice is blind. Not in all the time, but it, yeah. but in a general sense, you know, if things that didn't go right were considered an outlier, and you know, things like that have occurred. Obviously, no system is going to be perfect for sure. But now, I mean. Politics have seeped their way and saturated some of the deepest levels of areas where we used to say justice is blind. Um, maybe not completely the case anymore, as we've seen in New York. I mean, that is one of the best examples of a judicial system that is going on a witch hunt for a political enemy. That's not good. That's not a good precedent. No. Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines and Tim, you're on the air. Hey, how you doing, guys? Great. Um, yeah, the uh, I was listening to a bunch of the legal beagles um, talking about this, um, and it's kind of an interesting thing. It's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Now, what legal precedent should happen is a it's a state bringing a federal charge, which technically should have been thrown out already. But uh, that what should happen in this case is they should be disqualified. Or with the fact that they've been coordinating with the White House, it should already been thrown out because there's already uh, um, uh, prejudice in the case. But the whole thing is that they were talking about it. Well, Wade is such an inexperienced idiot as a lawyer. He doesn't know what he's doing. And Fonnie Willis is, showed that she's a not smart person, that uh, we don't know how she got in her position. So... They're kind of like, well, if it's going to go forward, would you rather have these two idiots prosecuting the case? Um, the the problem is they're going to get help from outside because neither of them are smart enough to do do the job. But anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in there. No, that's um, and he called them legal beagles. Oh yeah, which I think if you're in the legal profession, you want to be called a legal eagle. It's so close, so, just so close. <laughs> Although. In some cases, his assessment may be much more accurate. Yeah, It'll be interesting to see what happens here. Um, I, I really, I think they should be DQ'd. I'm trying to take a step back and look at it in an un, 
biased way, which is right. difficult to do because it's clear that you know this is a political witch hunt. This this is it's terrible what's going on there. And I, I just hope enough people recognize that. Yeah, I, I to, to me, for whatever reason, I, I separate the two things. I see their their personal moral issues are one thing. Mm-hmm. To me, the collusion with the White House and it being a political witch hunt is a bigger deal of why it should be kicked out. It's like, wait a minute, this isn't even a real thing. You've you've gone to the guy who's running against the person you're going after. I mean, to me that. That's a bigger deal than their personal morality, the, the, which sucks. The personal thing, I think, deals more with overall ethics. True. And, and true. the demands maybe being slightly higher mm-hmm. when you're on the legal side of things, because right. if things are done unethical, and, and remember, it's not just got into a relationship and, you know, the sexual nature of sure. that, that's between them and God, but... The money exchange, the right. paying for... The hiring of for, him in the first place. Yes, yeah. and and how that's all transpired, uh-huh. that speaks directly to, you know, ethics, and then you're in this position of authority, right. where you unethical in your behavior when it came to uh-huh. the money, the hiring a prosecutor and all that, and if you were, then you're not a good fit for... Well, really, you're not a good fit to be Any, uh, a DA. Yeah, not at all. Uh, yeah. So... Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to this one. Yeah, there right is, there. and and I'm I'm also very very interested in New York and um, how Trump is going to oh, defend man. himself in the appeals process there, and the unbelievable level of fine. I I just no, you know no. they made it so over the top that you know even the most you know people that hate hate Trump mm-hmm. if they have a legal background they're like yeah this is so unprecedented yeah. And they're like, you know, too much. You could have gotten away with less. You could have called it a win, maybe. Uh huh. But now, more people pay attention to it. More people become outraged by it, which is going to benefit Trump. And that's good. Yep. And I hope it goes that way. Coming up, country star Willie Nelson's son, uh, he was robbed. And, and, and just not your run-of-the-mill robbery. We'll get into that. But first... What's bugging you? Here's your chance to call in, air it out, get it off your chest. What's bugging you is brought to you by Florida Pest Control. The only bugs they can't control are litter bugs. So please call in now, 877-975-9825. What's bugging you is next on 97.3 The Sky. I'm not happy. I'm very sad. I'm a little confused. Maybe you can help me out here. What do you think? They're all a joke. Time to air it out. What's bugging you? For Florida Pest Control. Call now. News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Welcome, welcome. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. It's time for What's Bugging You? Brought to you by Florida Pest Control. The only bugs they can't control are litter bugs. This is your chance to call in and air it out, get it off your chest, whatever it may be. Little things that are bugging you or big things, 877-975-9825. Call in now. And Hangman, what's bugging you? What's bugging me is, you know, we still talk about um, the Oman or uh, the the actual shipping um, route that is being attacked. And I don't know why we didn't just bomb the crap out of them immediately before it happened. Actually, I get it because um, they they started going on normal shipping um, companies, but then they started attacking um, Spanish um, military 
ships and everything. It's like, what the heck? I mean, just just do the job and kill them. But well, here here's where it gets complicated. Okay, these are supposedly Houthi rebels uh, in Yemen, and they're supported uh, by Iran. And there are innocent people that live there in Yemen, and like terrorists have learned, you hide behind civilians. And when you cause civilian casualties, it is hard to get people to, you know, stay on your side, so to speak. So you really try to avoid those casualties. Could we have taken stronger action? Yes. I don't think there's any denying that for sure. Nostradamus, what's bugging you? Hey, good morning, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. You know, Biden wanting to take executive action on the border now. It just goes to show you... It proves that it's all scam what they do, especially this last one where they tried to get the, the money for Ukraine and everything, and they said that they were going to tie it to the border. Well, it proves that the last three years he's left the border open on purpose, and now that the election's coming, he's got to try to do something because that's the biggest issue. I saw a story up in uh, a sheriff was doing a press conference up in Montana, and he said that now one of the largest cartels is operating in Montana, that's all the way to the Canadian border. And they're coming in, they're setting up, and Biden did this, and everybody, they think we're stupid. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll pretend like they're doing something for border security, but it, uh, uh, you know, it's uh, way too late, and yeah, it, and it won't be effective, yeah. Uh, 877-975-9825. Call in now for What's Bugging You. Let's go to Steve. What's bugging you? Three things right off the bat. First, what you said about lawyers and eagles. You know, eagles are the ultimate scavengers, so there are probably a bunch of them that follow, fall into that category, <laughs> but eagles are the ultimate hunter. They put their nose on the ground and go until they find what they're after. Second, um... Uh, CNN, I was watching it this morning because my wife always watches a show that comes on before their news, and that bugs me. But the third thing is, I'm sitting there watching, and they're just carrying on and on and on with a bunch of opinionated uh, folks that are saying how congressional um, the Republicans are fools for um, the testimony of that one supposed FBI informant that is thrown out as supposedly being, you know, no good. Yeah, look, and the whole case does not hinge on that one witness at all. I notice the left also tries to write off Tony Bobolinsky, who's been credible from the get-go, going back several years when it comes to the Biden family business. Tony, what's bugging you? What's bugging me, Bob, are people who don't, they don't like questions. Like in the whole years of COVID, nobody wanted questions. If you questioned, you were a hater or an instigator. Same thing now with Ukraine and Russia. God forbid you start questioning that. Now you're a, a Russia, a, you know, troll or, or you're a communist, whatever. That's scary because if you can't question, and like I tell my kids all the time, if you don't think for yourself, somebody else would do it for you. And we've got a lot of people in this country, Bob, they think they, that they're so smart that, they, you know, thus little people, how dare you question art? And to me, that's scary. Well, and it's similar to how they play the race card. So you, you don't seem like you're all in for spending a bunch of money in Ukraine. They automatically jump to, you love Putin, you're a commie. And if you're talking about somebody who happens to be a different color than you, they jump like, well, you're a racist. So you're saying there's no validity to what I'm saying? 
No, we we don't want to discuss that. We just yeah, <laughs> call your names. Let's go to Kathy. What's bugging you? Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Greg. Probably right. something bugging me that I've never heard anyone call in about, but it's the memorials that we see along the roadways where people have met their demise and you know they want to put flowers and crosses. And I don't know if you've noticed it, but I see them quite often, and they never they're never picked up or. You know, I, I personally wouldn't want to remember someone dying in a certain area on the roadway. Yeah, so I, I don't know why it's allowed, but it, it's kind of morbid. It, yes, I could fully see it that way. I also look at it as, uh, hey, never be too casual in your driving because somebody met their demise right there. Yeah. And but I I could see it both ways. That that point you made is the only thing in in my mind that kind of helps me go along Defend with that. Defend the practice. Otherwise, yeah. it's like we don't. Re- that's not yeah. really the place for that. And the people you know? who are closest to that person, yeah, do they want that constant reminder in that way, or wouldn't they want to remember their loved yeah, one or whatever in a I've different or better it. way? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to Tom. What's bugging you? Uh, good morning, guys. Yeah, this is local and probably minuscule, but the Gainesville Sun is, is going, at least what they said, is as of March 17th, is going to go to being delivered by the Postal Service. Okay, so you lose your morning paper. The other thing is, is that what do you do on Saturday and Sunday? Because on Saturday, they don't publish a paper. And then on Sunday, the post office doesn't deliver. So you lose two days every week. And then, of course, if you have a Monday holiday, the Postal Service doesn't deliver then either. Man, what are you, you going yeah, to yeah. you wrap your fish in on those days? I'm telling you. Look, uh, print media has taken an absolute beating by the, you know, quote-unquote, uh, new media and the digital stuff and all that. Um, it's sad on one hand, but the other hand is, you know, the world... Uh, change and evolves and uh it's um Mm -hmm. yeah i i I imagine they'll go down and they won't have a paper every day of the week is what i'm guessing horse sense what's bugging you yeah good morning guys what's bugging me is i totally agree with your first caller what we've been doing with the hooties hasn't deterred them one single bit and uh you never have peace through weakness and uh harry s truman um dropped two bombs three days apart and ended World War II. That's what's bugging me. Thank mm, you. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, weakness is something that um, your enemies are going to take advantage of. Yeah. And we, we appear to project that mm-hmm. at the very highest level. Thanks, Brandon. 728 on the Bob Rose Show. Thanks for contributing and... Uh, Playing along with What's Bugging You, brought to you by Florida Pest Control. Uh, coming up at 8.05, Carl Zalek and a very compelling, heart-tugging story he's going to share with us. So stay tuned to 97.3 The Sky. Here's what's trending on The Sky. President Donald Trump's ongoing legal battles. The news that's trending. Hey, $355 million. Crooked judge. Prepare to post bond as they appeal. The news that's now. Nukes in space. The threat is very serious. You can't be number one on Earth if you're number two in space. Alexei Navalny was murdered. His mother pleading to release her son so she can bury him properly. Now, more news. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once on News Talk 97.3. The Sky.
When you need to know the economy and inflation, you need the sky. How can we not focus on the invasion of America first? Because Joe can't do the job. And by the way, his policies are horrible. Everywhere. So easy to listen to on my smart speaker. Play 97.3 The Sky. 97.3 The Sky. Many negative effects from open borders, and we have talked about a lot of them over the last three years especially. It is 7.35, and you're tuned to The Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. And your time check is brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Happy Thursday, my friends. Hang in there. The weekend's right around the corner. One of your top stories in the state of Florida. This is actually coming out of Broward County. Uh, they've announced that uh, their latest case of measles. So that brings the total to six measles cases confirmed in uh, Broward County Public Schools. And you've also got the CDC reporting that um, they've had 20 measles cases overall reported by 11 different jurisdictions. Arizona, California, Georgia, Maryland, Minnesota, Missouri, New Jersey, New York City, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and now... You can add to that list, Florida. Great. I don't think I need to speculate too far. I don't think I'm too far out of bounds to go. I wonder if so many um, uh, immigrants streaming across the border could have uh, possibly helped to create some of these conditions. Well, Since, measles and who knows what else. Well, and think about how varied and spread out just to have these few limited cases, at least right now, anyway, mm-hmm. Yeah. in states kind of all over the place. They're not, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to wonder well, what could be a common denominator. Well, people infected maybe before they cross the border, or they're commingling with people that are uh, affected as they cross the border, and then they go their separate ways mm-hmm. to infect others. Well, we were talking before the show this morning. Look at the pictures of New York and all these places where you just got hundreds crammed into small areas of space, whether they're on the street, whether they're in a shelter, whether they're taking over entire... 30-story hotels in New York City. I mean, we are packing them in like sardines. Who knows what is going to get spread? And, yeah, welcome to America. And things are just simmering right now. Oh, man. Uh, Should they come to a boil? Uh, Yeah, you better look out. And you keep people in those kind of tight spaces, living in those conditions. Wait until there is uh, maybe a pause or a break in some of the benefits that they're getting. Oh, yeah. And watch how the behavior will go from not so great to really bad. What we're seeing, you know, it started with a couple of the, you know, the Mexican and the Venezuelan gangs partnering. We're seeing, you know, the whole theft thing. We're seeing attacks on New York City cops. Yeah. And in Seattle, legendary country star Willie Nelson's son, who is, uh, you know, a rising star in his own right, right. Lucas Nelson. Uh, was apparently robbed of all of his musical equipment. I mean, the whole band had their stuff taken, a truck and everything. Uh, They were supposed to play a show uh, in Seattle, and their equipment got stolen right out of the hotel near uh, Seattle. Oh, my. Uh, The band Lucas Nelson and Promise of the Real. Uh, They've got 300,000 Instagram followers. They said, well, look, we've got rental equipment right now, and we'll play the show tonight. And they know that a lot of this stuff can be replaced. There, sure. there could be some insurance. But the hassle. Man. Well, and then you've got the things that you know 
to a musician have to be very, very personal. Uh-huh. And if your dad's Willie Nelson, is there a connection there with well, your maybe your 1956 Les Paul Jr., uh-huh. his 1964 335, your custom uh, Nacho uh, Telecaster? Yeah, those are oh, wow. some of the guitars that he knew. he personally has lost. And he said, we've got a lot of other equipment and uh, bass guitars and steel guitars. But, of course, he would love to have it all back. But really, those guitars that are more, if not one of a kind, right. extremely rare and valuable and probably have more meaning than just an instrument per se. Mm-hmm. That's a shame. So it is. Yeah, it, it, it's sad. And they, uh, uh, they said they had an update. They found the truck... And uh, he said all of the valuable instruments that were in there are still there. Really? Yeah, they noted that the police found the truck very quickly. Added a few items were missing, uh, but all that missing equipment is uh, replaceable. He said the irreplaceable stuff is still there. I'm so grateful for this community helping out. Wow. And so now that is the great news the bad news is for other victims of crime in seattle which of course is democrat controlled and has been for a long time Mm -hmm. crime relating to vehicles and property theft in seattle has reportedly skyrocketed criminals have been hitting the commercial district in the city using stolen vehicles to smash through storefronts and gain entry into the businesses moreover at least 16 such incidents have been reported to police within just the past few months well this is why you're you've been hearing sheriffs you know around the country say look you've got all these groups you've got all these gangs you've got all these cultures that are here you need to be prepared to protect yourself whether you're out and about in your car whether you're in your nice little subdivision we don't know what could happen next who whoever wants to think that there could be you know a a We'll call it a gang-style sure. attack or paramilitary whatever. On a mall, a shopping center, theater. How many Americans are prepared to defend against uh, something like that? And how many of those places tell you you can't carry? Well, that's another good point. That's a scary thing. Well, you think what a lone gunman, what they've already done. Sure. And then you say, okay, well, now you've got a bunch of them that may not feel like... Um, they, they might not get caught. They might not mm-hmm. get punished. They might get away with it because a lot of criminals are getting away with a lot of stuff. Well, they started getting here illegal. So, you know, how's that for a good start? Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Switching gears just a little bit. Tick-tock, tick-tock. No, yeah. that's not a clock. Oh. That's the app that's controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. We were warned about this some time ago. I thought... That, in this case, the government seemed to be pretty proactive and said, don't download that garbage on your government phone or oh, at, or yeah. your phone if it's connected to any kind of government, government mm-hmm. facilities, et, et cetera. All across the country. So I, I thought that, I know the average person didn't pay any attention to that, sadly. I didn't yeah. download the app, um, but clearly a lot of people have. It's extremely popular. So it's sad when you've got a president of the United States forcing people to get vaccinated, like Joe Biden, Mm -hmm. forcing people to get vaccinated and you'll do it or else. Do you think he put that kind of mandate on the TikTok app? No. In fact, he uses it. I don't know. 
he uses it, but <laughs> let's just it. say his people use it to yep. promote him. And uh, Senator Marco Rubio is just one of 15 Republican senators and representatives that are urging President Joe Biden to delete his newly created TikTok account. Unreal. Because the app is controlled by the CCP. TikTok, a social media app, uh, is a national security risk to the U.S. Republicans and Democrats in Congress, U.S. Department of Defense, FBI, President Joe Biden's White House, they all acknowledge this threat, the statement said. Hmm. Notably, TikTok is owned by the Chinese company ByteDance, which is beholden to the hostile foreign country. If you're doing business at almost any level, especially if it's big business, and you're emanating out of China, mm-hmm. the CCP has their handprints all over it and then some. Kind of interesting sure. that, uh, you know, basically it's, uh, you know, owned by the CCP and so is Joe Biden. So, you know, maybe, uh, well, maybe a, that does make maybe sense. Maybe it's a good fit. So yeah. Just saying. Senator Rubio's statement went on to point out that Biden's re-election campaign has created an account on China's TikTok. Therefore, the senator and his colleague have sent a letter to the president urging him to immediately delete, delete, prioritize U.S. national security. A nice try. Good, good effort, Senator. With all due respect, yeah. you've got a guy that doesn't seem to be the least bit the least bit concerned about national security issues. He opened the borders wide open. Do you think at that time he thought about the possibility of a national security issue? Of course he did. Even the nice elderly man with a poor memory (laughs) knows that much. Uh, But he did it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, he'll delete that TikTok Right away. Oh, he's, yeah. And he'll secure the border. Oh, he's right. He's on it, Bob. And he'll round up the 20, 30,000 Chinese nationals <sighs> that are just, don't worry, just looking for a job. Hmm. Right. Until the CCP calls him and says, hey, I got some side work for you. Really oh, uh, thank you. But uh, I'm not really interested. I have this really good job at this computer company. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Oh, that's. You didn't know it. I didn't know. That's what the That the like. Chinese. No, I had no idea. At the highest levels of the CCP. Yeah. That's how they talk. That's how, you know, they conduct business. It sounds just like the mafia. I don't know. <laughs> no offense to Italians. Yeah. 745 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Oh, and we've got a lot more to talk about, including an appeals court ruling that you might find interesting that's on the way. 97.3 The Sky. isn't causing chaos. Our enemies are causing chaos. Weeknights at 6. They're the ones indicting him. They're the ones filing endless motions. They're the ones getting these outrageous decisions. 97.3 The Sky. Good morning and welcome. Happy Thursday. It is 7.50, 10 minutes till 8 o'clock. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. The weekend, it's getting close. Very, very close. And... If you haven't made plans for the weekend, or if you have, change them. Because this Saturday, <laughs> gates open at 8 o'clock. Look, you want to maybe uh, scoop up $4,000 worth of coins? Yeah. Ooh. This, uh, all the proceeds go to Soldiers 
Freedom Outdoors. And you know I'm heavily involved with them. All the money raised goes to help heal the hidden wounds of war. That's what they do there at Camp Freedom, which is located in Melrose. And they've got a big open field, and they've seeded it, so to speak. Ah. And metal detectors, and, and they're a large and growing group, metal detectors uh, folks are going to be out there trying to find the goodies. And because it's going to be a good-sized crowd, there's going to be a lot of vendors there. So if you don't have your metal detector, but maybe you want to find out more about it, or you just want to check out the vendors and the location for Camp Freedom, you are invited free. If you're going to do the metal detector thing, uh, it's $100 per person. And uh, But you know the chance of winning something, uh, they've, they've got some great raffles and some custom knives that are made right there at Camp Freedom by Carl Oliver. And I have one of his knives, and I'm very proud of it. So... Uh, you want to check that out. That is, um, they call it Florida Hunt 10. It's this Saturday. Gates open at 8 o'clock. Like I said, if you're in with the metal detectors, it's 100 bucks. And if you just want to come and see what's going on, that won't cost you anything. And there'll be food available. Wow. And like I said, vendors of some really cool stuff. So, Sounds fun. Yeah. The I, whole metal detecting thing. I, I just think that's very interesting. I've done it a little bit, but I, I think it's a blast. I would definitely be out there, but um, I am going to take in a spring training baseball game, which I try to do once a year. Right. Um, the Tigers, Lakeland. And so I've got plans for that. Otherwise, I would definitely be uh, at Camp Freedom checking that stuff out. All right. So uh, thanks, Busy Dan DeMarco, schedules. for all your work. Busy schedules. An appeals court decision upholds a prior ruling. And this is, I think, important. The folks in New York City, they wanted to give local voting rights to nearly a million foreign nationals. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. Democrats of the 51-member New York City Council approved a plan in January of 2022 that gave more than 800,000 foreign nationals with green cards, visas, and work permits the opportunity to vote in citywide elections as long as they have resided in the city for at least 30 consecutive days. What? Yeah. That's a vacation for some folks. Yeah. That's... That's 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 setting the bar pretty low to begin with. But, look, it it is one of the things about being a citizen. Does our citizenship, do you think it has value? I think it's extremely valuable. And I feel extremely blessed to have been born here. I know people have immigrated, or their parents have. And let me tell you something. They feel extremely blessed to be here. Mm -hmm. So we know that citizenship has value. A high value. Right. Why are we treating it like it doesn't really matter? Well, I shouldn't say we. Why are Democrats treating it like citizenship doesn't really matter? Have they bought into that whole open borders, one world thing? Clearly, some of them have. I guess some of them just think, well, it's nice to let everybody vote. It's nice? Wow. I, I don't know. I can't. Can we, for just, those folks? can we just barge into some other country and start voting within 30 days? Uh, no. So in June, New York Supreme Court ruled that giving local voting rights to foreign nationals violated the state's constitution, which explicitly reserves voting for American citizens. Hello. What right? a concept. Yeah. Uh, and then they, they had to go against that and keep fighting, and they took it to an appeals court. That's how they spent taxpayer money to defend something that was 
clearly unconstitutional to begin with. Amazing. And they spend taxpayer money to fight it in court. And luckily, I say that, luckily the appeals court uh, upholds the ruling that, no, if you're not a citizen, you can't vote. Even in the local elections where they try to say, well, think about it. They're people that live locally. They're concerned about the community, so they should have a voice. No. No, they should be on a pathway to citizenship if that's what they desire. And when they achieve that status, that level, well, certainly you're invited to vote. Until then, it's just one of the rights that you don't have yet. Mm -hmm. But Democrats, you know them, looking for a shortcut, et cetera. Amazing. Yeah, it is. um, But at least the court made the right ruling i think oh yeah because sometimes they don't and we shake our heads at that and try to figure out what they're well doing. and that's exactly what many of us are wondering about when it comes to trump and this ridiculous what 350 million dollar judgment yeah. against 350 million dollars yeah when he was asked about you know how they came up with that figure he said well i think one of the things that he said it was supposed to be 250 is what they earlier talked about and then I think they looked into my finances and realized, you know, I had more than that in cash. Mm-hmm. So they decided just to up it. Basically wanted to take all of his cash and damage him any way they can and punish him any way they can for the and the use of a completely unprecedented law that's never been used before. Mm-hmm. $350 million. So when it comes to appeals court, that's next in the process. And we hope that Trump is going to prevail. And one of his attorneys, Alina Habba, um, seemed very confident that that's exactly uh, what will occur. We'll see. It is 7.56 on the Bob Rose Show. Coming up, Carl Zalek, Marion County Commissioner, with an extremely compelling story that you don't want to miss. That's next on 97.3 The Sky. Information, whether it's from the mainstream media or your brother-in-law's Facebook posts, you need the sky to cut through the static of election 2024. Every move, we need leadership, and this country does not have leadership. Every candidate, we defeated a dozen of the fellas. I just got one more fella I got to catch up to. I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. Your election headquarters. If we don't win, I think our country is finished. News Talk 97.3, the sky. On this show, it is 8.07. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. And your time check is brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. One of your top stories, Biden's trying to come up with a workaround to give young people their money back. They don't have to pay back their school loans if he has his way. Uh. Because we have $1.2 billion just kind of laying around. More on that coming up. But first, our special guest, Carl Zalek, Marion County Commissioner, is with us. And like I said earlier, look, we back to blue. Um, I know Carl's pro-law enforcement. And recently, the whole community has suffered a loss. And Carl, good morning. I'll let you take it from there. Good morning, Bob. Yeah, I wanted to share with the community. I know so many people have been commenting on this and, and keeping track. And K-9 Leo, of course, as many know, was shot in the line of duty and unfortunately didn't make it. Um, 
what a sad story to see. And, and you know, we did get him to the veterans, the vet clinic, uh, Marion County Fire Rescue, actually the first time uh, arrived. And, and we were actually able to transport Leo in, um, in an ambulance uh, thanks to our uh, partners, whether the Gainesville, uh, OPD, everyone. We cleared a route on I-75 to get Leo to the, um, to the veterinarian in, the, in Gainesville right. as fast as possible. Our professional firefighters, uh, actually in February before this incident, hosted emergency medicine taught um, by Triad Medical for uh, the canine. Specifically for yeah, canine and injuries. It was, uh, you know, what an incredible opportunity for them to even know, you know, how do you treat what happens when a, when a dog gets a gunshot wound or, or stabbings? Because uh, obviously, you know, when these dogs attack, you know, they're, they're, they're about vulnerable. the business. Yeah. You know, and then they become vulnerable, as you said. So. And we do have some experience, um, you know, when it comes to combat sure. scenarios. So they've learned a lot on how to triage and help an animal that's, you know, gunshot wounds or stabbings and stuff like that. So the training was there. I guess that just the extent of the injuries was just too much. It was. It was. Uh, they had them for a few days and looked like things were were possible, but uh, again, un- unfortunately. You know he didn't make it, and and you know our thoughts and prayers are with all these folks that continue to give every day. Our law enforcement teams, uh, you know, lost one of their family members, um, Corporal Tortana. Please, you know, be you know pray for him. I mean, he's he lost a, a best friend. So yeah, and how how could you not love a canine officer? It's not like he's going to write you a ticket. No. <laughs> so there's that. Hey. Just attempting to just. lighten it up just a little because it is a very sad story that pulls at your heartstrings. And, and in fact, you've, uh, there's other experience of Marion County and animals. This time, a horse was stuck in a pond a few weeks ago. Well, we are the horse capital of the world, so we're going to have all kinds of situations. Uh, you know, a 911 caller reported that the horse got stuck and, and wasn't able to move. And uh, the Weirsdale Station 27, shout out to those guys at 8 o'clock, uh, was able to help the horse. And he was actually in 4.5 feet of water. Um, so kind of got stuck pretty well. Um, the firefighters were able to secure a boat and make their way to the horse, utilizing um, a little bit of fire hose. The crews were able to free the horse. Uh, and then the horse was quickly brought to the land and cared for. Uh, pretty cool, though. I mean, you know, just the way that these guys <laughs> figure out one of these random situations. But because we care about our community and our and our teams and our citizens, we're able to help in all kinds of ways that you wouldn't even think about, right? This is not just a cat caught in a tree, <laughs> a horse in a pond. That's a whole different thing. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, animals are kind of a, a theme for today because you've got critical capacity uh, at the shelters, and I know that you've been doing a great job in trying to make the shelters more effective, save more animals' lives. What's going on? Well, you know, one of the things that I want to continue to to talk to people about, and, and thanks for letting me do that this morning, is, you know, when we are at these kind of critical capacities, the shelter, we took in 50 dogs on a cruelty case this month. When you add that to wow. um, the capacity issues that we're already having and the fact that we are a no-kill shelter. We continue to promote, and we need people to help us adopt, help us to get these animals into forever homes. Um, 
for February 9th through the 15th, uh, you know, when you have 171 intakes, 100 adopted, 10 fostered, uh, we had 10 transferred to rescues, uh, but we have 183 available for adoption. So we need your help. We need to promote um, continuing to get these animals into homes. And so you can continue to help us, or even if you can't help us permanently, you can at least help us foster some of these animals. Or in volunteer the meantime, in other ways, too. And volunteer. Yeah. There's lots of ways. So please give us a call, 352-671-8700, and help us out today. And all the donations for this month, I mean, all the adoption fees are waived, so yep. it's actually Everything, free. Yeah, the adoptions are free right now because we need your help. That's awesome. I uh, got the uh, Southeastern Youth Fair coming up. Uh, that's this weekend, right? Yeah. So let the two good times roll Friday the 23rd all the way through this weekend. Uh, Southeastern Youth Fair um, over at the Livestock Pavilion. Uh, the students will showcase everything from art uh, in the Livestock Pavilion to, of course, the incredible auctions. Um, the purpose of this event is, of course, to recognize and showcase the competitive and ambitious uh, uh, talents of our students, uh, the opportunities to promote self-esteem, grow personally, help them to understand how to present and and of course these incredible animals that they continue to foster and bring to these shows are just amazing every single year uh the kickoff event is this friday and we go through the the second so please make sure you're there uh detailed scheduled at seyfair.com seyfair f-a-i-r all one word yep, yep. together all right. good enough um engineers week what's that about yeah so this is a cool thing and my kids have gotten to participate and i wanted to highlight it for folks if they've never been um of course you know since george washington we've been promoting engineers month and engineers week and uh ever since he was our first guy to really make maps and and you know since the founding of course and he outlined part of washington dc right um and so we always celebrate that and celebrate the profession of engineers and all the great things that they continue to do uh, through math and science. But at the Discovery Center on March 16th from 10 a.m. to 2, make sure you sign up ahead of time at the Discovery Center. Uh, they have all kinds of great things going on. And one of my favorite that they do every year, of course, is the egg drop. So you have to build uh, a nest or, or whatever you will with some plastic straws, and you have to go up in the city of Ocala lift truck. And then you drop your what? egg, yeah, and and you see if it makes the fall. Oh wow! And so it's always a really highlight event. There's all kinds of different things every year of kids to explore, whether it's a wind tunnel some years or um, you know just all really kind of neat things uh, to explore. And the Engineer Society of Marion County puts this on a great opportunity, and hopefully my kid uh, can make one more successful egg drop. So I and hope you'll be there. And I know uh, ongoing issues litter on the side of the road. You've addressed that with higher fines. You try to discipline people. Uh, but you actually have a litter, litter hero award. Who got yeah, it? so one of the things that we always want to do is make sure we highlight also those great folks that are out there picking up trash and not getting recognition. So the Ocala Mountain Bike Association uh, continues to pick up litter. This group picked up 50 pounds per quarter uh, just along the side of the road. That's pretty light, right? You know cups and styrofoam and this and that yeah 50 and pounds, 50 pounds that's a lot of material that's a lot of and, and they're doing yeah, like that, a lot of trash. that every three months and they yeah. do that every three months and and that's on a beautiful scenic road with greenway on both sides and we just want to say thank you to them and the 40 other plus organizations that help adopt a road and if you want to help us do that you can adopt a road and be on that program marion marionfl.org 
check us out and we'll get more information to you. Thank you. Do your part. Carl Zalek, Marion County Commissioner. Always a pleasure, my friend. Stay safe. All right, we will, Bob. Thank you. Happy we- Thursday Eve. Same to you. We will talk to you soon. Coming up, Chinese nationals involved in a huge scam, bringing in about $3 million. I'll explain how that went down coming up on News Talk 97.3, The Sky. If the DOJ doesn't move on this, then you got to start impeaching. Now, 10 p.m. night. And all of a sudden, 24 becomes not just about the end of America, but also like the end of all the systems that would protect us from all the people who would weaponize them further. On 97.3, the sky. Morning. Here we are. Friday Eve. Always keeping it positive. That's what we do on the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy. We keep it positive. It's 821 right now. Your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. One of the stories is out of Broward County, Florida. Six confirmed cases of measles. Then a little further research, the CDC has listed several states where I think a total of 20 uh, outbri- uh, you know, cases, 20, uh, 20 or 21 documented cases across 11 states. And then, so if you include Florida, it's 12 How's this happening? Does it have anything to do with our um, foreign uh, visitors? Hmm. Our open borders? Are they visitors, Bob? Are they staying? Are they going home? It's hard to tell. You know, visitors come, stay a little while, then they leave. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Um, Look, we've got issues there. And we know, especially as of late, all these... Chinese nationals that are coming across, tens of thousands, and they're young, military-aged men mostly. Mm-hmm. And they're asking them, why, you know, why are you here? Why are you here? Uh, jobs. Yeah, looking for work. Looking for jobs. And uh, some of them uh, spoke uh, a, a little bit of English. Wow. And then this story, as he came out today, a Washington, D.C. federal jury convicted two Chinese nationals on Tuesday for being part of a scheme in which they submitted over 5,000 fake iPhones to Apple for repair, intending to dupe the tech giant. And apparently they did, until they got caught, Hmm. to the tune of over $3 million. Wow. U.S. Department of Justice announced conviction Tuesday afternoon. 33-year-old uh, Hoshian Sun, also known as House Sun, Jack Sun, and Frank Sun of Baltimore, as well as 33-year-old uh, Peng Fai Zhu of Germantown, Maryland, convicted of mail fraud and conspiracy to commit mail fraud. Between 2017-2019, um, they engaged in a fraudulent scheme. Here's what they did. They submitted counterfeit iPhones to Apple for repair. Hmm. Gee, I wonder where they got counterfeit iPhones. <laughs> I wonder if it came from the same country that makes iPhones. Uh, good uh, Odds are in your favor there, Bob. Odds are hmm. in your favor if you're taking a wild guess there. In exchange for the broken, inauthentic iPhones, Apple would provide them with genuine iPhones. Which, of course, have a real value. Wow. The two Chinese nationals would receive shipments of the fake iPhones that were sent from Hong Kong. They weren't made there, but they're Mm -hmm. sent via Hong Kong to their UPS mailboxes. The suspects would then submit the counterfeit iPhones that had spoofed serial numbers. 
and other identifying wow. numbers to Apple authorized service providers and Apple retail stores. Apple hasn't uh, responded to Fox on the matter. According to the DOJ, uh, they opened up eight UPS store mailboxes in 2017, uh, and he was able to provide his Maryland driver's license and university identification card. But they're Chinese nationals. Mm, Okay, just so you know. Well, so that's a monetary threat hurting an American company. But we don't want that kind of fraudulent behavior. What other kind of behavior don't we want? We don't want any kind of terrorist-type acts. Right. Right? Well, why are we allowing all these people access to our country? And then a lot of people say, well, you know, not a lot of people. Some people say, well, you know what? They'll make the transition. They'll, They'll find work. It'll, you know, it'll sift itself out. In the long run, I think you might be right. But what comes along with that? What's the collateral to that? Let's say the vast majority of folks that are coming in here, you know, are good and decent people. Okay. How? What percentage would you need to where they could really wreak havoc? And we've already seen gang-type activities yep. from, what, Venez- Venezuelans? Yeah, they're getting together with the, with the Mexican gangs, at least short-term. Partnering up. Think about it. The quickest, easiest way to make the largest sums of money in general are via breaking the law. Right. Shoplifting, uh, straight-up robbery or theft. We're seeing that. Uh, Drug dealing. Mm -hmm. Okay. All those things. Human trafficking. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And then Uh, the ones that we've kicked down already three times, they keep coming back. Right. So. Well, and and how how many others are doing that have their own little scam. This one targeted, obviously, iPhones and Apple. But what other kind of scams? And, you know, if they didn't have a fake iPhone to turn in, Mm. you you don't have a scam like this. But they have the counterfeit iPhones. And, of course, China allows them to be produced. Right? Well, and speaking of China allowing, you know, nobody gets out of China without, you know people knowing about that's it. what i thought and so we've got already what we've seen what 20 30 000 plus chinese nationals how do they get to the southern border anyway uh they're the ones they talked to that i saw because fox news is one of the few outlets yeah. actually doing a good job of reporting on yeah. this issue from the very beginning mm-hmm. and um they flew uh, from uh, China to uh, Turkey. Right. Then they flew from Turkey to Mexico, and then they walked across the border. Those wow. flights aren't cheap, by the way. Who's paying for those? NGOs via mm-hmm. some private funds, some foundational funds, some charitable funds, and probably a tax dollar or two probably mixed in there. It's an invasion, Bob. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And we're allowing it to occur. Joe yep. Biden's allowing it to occur. You talk oh, about no, he, no, he's going to get right on it, Bob. You he's talk gonna... about high crimes and misdemeanors. What 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 oh, more yeah. could he do to damage the the nation in a in a on purpose fashion? Don't ask. A twenty eight on the Bob Rose Show. Special guest coming up at nine oh five. The city of Newberry taking their education extremely seriously and wanting to turn their schools into charter schools. Uh, we'll have a guest on. He'll will explain what that's all about. And that's coming up at 9.05. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. 
trending right now on this sky. We executed our constitutional duty impeaching Secretary Mayorkas. It's now time for the Senate to do its duty. The allegations are false. As it happens. Failure to support Ukraine at this critical moment will never be forgotten. The bill was never really about securing our border, but about securing another's country's border. The news station. Inflation. Prices are still too high. No news. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once on News Talk 97.3. The Sky. New on the Sky. Glenn Beck. Right after the Bob Rose Show. On North Central Florida's talk leader. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton at noon. The Dana Show at night. New shows and more news now. On News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Sweaty Teddy in the house, baby. Little Ted Nugent for you. Motor City Madman to pump you up, wake you up, and to welcome you to the weekend eve. Yes. Otherwise, it's Thursday. Happy, happy. Thanks for tuning in and supporting what we do. We appreciate it. Top stories. Biden's looking for a way end around to uh, pay off some student loans. $1.2 billion. Can you say uh, pay for votes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Who cares what the Supreme Court said? You know, it's an election season. You got to do what you got to uh, do. Oh, those crazy conservatives on yeah. SCOTUS, you know, trying to abide by that yeah. tired old rag, the Constitution. No, oh, my goodness. Forget that. Yeah. Come on. We have to be progressive. Mm. Okay. Right. Hey, um, I've got some serious stories, but I do have this one. This is worse. Worse than forgetting your coffee. Look, I can relate. What? I get up and leave the house uh, slightly before 4 a.m. if I'm on time, right about 4 if I'm not. But that's what time I leave the house. And I've already made my coffee. Yep. Because I'm cheap. I make it the way I want it with way more half and half than any human should consume. Absolutely. Uh, And I need it for the drive-in to wake up, and nobody else is open. So for those reasons, it's very important to me. Mm -hmm. It hasn't happened in a while. But one day I did get out on the road oh, a little no. bit too far to make it worthwhile to oh. turn around. And man, oh, man, does that ruin your day. I hate that. So you know that feeling. Yeah. Can you imagine you scratch off a winning lottery ticket to the tune of five hundred grand? You start hooting and hollering and going crazy. And then, of course, you got to call all your you know family and and he talks to his son. I mean, he's all excited. This happened in Iowa. Kevin Fry. He bought his winning ticket at a convenience store, scratched it off while still inside, reveals a half-million-dollar prize. Him and his store employee, they're, yeah, they're all excited. So, Kevin, the winner, leaves without the ticket. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And, I mean, it went on for a while before he realized. Mm. I think it was his son that said, well, are you going to at least show me the ticket? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. You know, you check your pockets like, Luckily, the store employee who scanned the ticket was still in possession of it and, and returned it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? You Come better on. give him a little chunk oh. of change because he could have made your life difficult. There you know? are a lot of folks who would have uh, yeah, handled that differently. Yeah. $500,000. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. people that will <laughs> bend That's their own you know, principles somewhat. For five for, bucks. Yeah. For five bucks, let alone. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that'll change your life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in fact, he says uh, his winnings will help with his retirement plans. You think? That's a pretty good help that's right there. That's a big helper. Uh, yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's a mountain cabin if you... Mm. Yeah. You know. Pick your spot. Absolutely. Sounds pretty nice, doesn't it? Yeah. Although, 
we're probably our, our minds would wander to maybe warmer locations oh, since yeah. it is pretty chilly this morning it is is it going to warm up yeah supposed to yeah uh, warm up in rain right for the weekend oh uh, we may get some rain tomorrow yeah come on man i know i, I actually did a little yard work yesterday though because it was kind of nice sun came out so we'll see hey you know those people that control the weather how about this have it rain at night during the week Yes. Okay, middle of the night when nobody's out and about. I love it. Uh, yeah, thank you. You're Been welcome. dry during the day. We got the water we needed. Nice and sunny on the weekend. 75. You, you know what I say? What's that? Where are the chemtrails when you need them? I know. Can, uh, you can know? they not be a little more accurate of the whole thing? And there's people them? that live in the villages and they're going, you know, if they're going to dump chemicals and do chemtrails, yeah. can they mix in some of that blue pill ingredient? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It'll just make it easier. Uh, you know, cut out the middleman. That's hilarious. All right. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine wrote a book, and it takes place in the villages. Really? And I'm not going to say anything more about it until I read it. And he says, it has some people upset. Really? Yes. Yeah, so let me read oh, it first. Oh, no. They, he's one of my wacky doodle friends. Good yeah. guy. But, uh-huh. but you know. Yeah, yeah. We got a few of those. He, he, he marches to the beat of a, a different drummer. Right. Not did, Ringo Starr. Did he live there, or can you give away? He's any... lived uh, kind of all over Florida, but I knew him okay. from the Orlando area, and okay. he keeps in touch occasionally. Right. Yeah, I, I'm probably his. I'm his favorite conservative friend. Okay. Possibly his only. Okay, I got. <laughs> Possibly, it. I got it. All right, but he's not. He's not hardcore. He's more of a sense of humor than anything. Gotcha. Now back to the story I was going to get to. I don't know if you saw recently, there was a video of girls playing basketball, and some of the girls identified as girls, but weren't. Oh. And yeah. one of the girls got, I think it actually was more than one, got banged up. Mm. That's one of the common sense realities when we say biological boys shouldn't be playing mm. in the girls' leagues. Right. And these examples are starting to show up now more often. Well, there's another example that shows up every once in a while, too. But it seems like there's not much coverage on it. Well, that's about to change. There's a new docu-series that's going to expose the cruel and unusual punishment of housing trans prisoners with female inmates. Gee, what could go wrong? Oh, my goodness. People who have broken the law to the extent that they actually get locked up, which takes some doing these days. Pretty much. Right? Yeah. And let's put them all together and some will be biologically male, but they identify as females. And, gee, we don't want to rock the boat, right? Mm-hmm. At the expense of women prisoners. Oh, my god. I mean, goodness. that's why they're saying, hey, cruel and unusual punishment to subject us to these yes. biological males. The Independent Women's Forum, the IWF, revealed the trailer and details about a new documentary series that will expose the reality of housing biological males who identify as transgender with female prisoners. The series, titled Cruel and Unusual Punishment, The Male Takeover of Women's Prisons, will consist of multi-episode interviews with various insiders, prison guards, and female inmates on the impact of forcing biological women to share facilities with transgender women. Or what they're referring to is that. Each episode will be approximately five to ten minutes long and available for free on IWF's YouTube account. The director of storytelling, Kelsey Bolar, explained that the project was born out of a desire to take a stance in this fight and be a voice for current and former female inmates who sadly 
don't have a voice. Yeah, who listens to the prisoners? Mm-hmm. IWF has taken a stand in defense of women and girls and female spaces. Our investment in the area of women's prisons is really just a natural continuation of our work to protect girls and women and women's spaces in general. It's unfortunate that up until now, no other women's groups have been willing to be a voice for female inmates. Can you believe that? Yeah. Wow. No other groups? What, what is it now? The, those groups that are supposed to be all about women's rights? Where are they? Why yeah. silence? Yeah. So this group is the only one so far that will stand up. And in some cases, they have actively worked against them by lobbying to put men in women's prisons in the name of tolerance oh. and inclusion. Are there really people that blind to to this situation and issue? And she said, once you hear these stories, I think it becomes pretty clear that there's nothing tolerant or inclusive about these policies. In fact, they're actively discriminating against women. One of the stories includes uh, Women to Women founder Amy Ichikawa, who was previously incarcerated for five years, Central California Women's uh, Facility. While she served her sentence, the facility received convicted rapist Richard uh, Masbruch, who identified as a trans woman and went by the name Sherry in a prison transfer. Okay. okay. Did I mention he's a convicted rapist? And you're putting him in a women's prison. It was really a big wow. blow to my mental health, my stability. Wow. I wasn't on the same yard or in the same cell as this individual, but just knowing how little concern and how much disdain the state had for the whole female population was debilitating. Hmm. People on the outside thought we were crazy, that we were lying. Wow. Amazing. So you'd be looking for that on uh, on YouTube and the uh, IWF, the Independent Women's Forum. Wow. It, this, somebody's bringing it to light. I mean... The world has been turned upside down. Yeah. Logic doesn't exist. This is a world where Spock would just find, oh, not good. No logic whatsoever. Mm-mm. Even Dr. Spock might think this is a little nuts. Yeah. Both of them. I mean, and we're not even going to get into the spanking part. Mm, that's that's, that's a different show that's on a different, different yeah, yeah, different network. A podcast. Yeah, that's it. It's a podcast. Yeah. Download the Odyssey app today for all your podcasts and for the Bob Rose Show. A U D A C Y Odyssey. It's eight forty five, and you're listening to ninety seven point three The Sky. Afternoons at three. The story of Florida is phenomenal. Sean Hannity. No state income tax, better infrastructure, and their budget is less than half of that of New York State. How is that even possible? On 97.3 the sky. Well, he gave Commander a uh, command. Excuse me? Well, he gave him an earlier command, said. Stop biting people. Oh, that commander. They still call him commander. I remember him. But they're getting rid of him. Details on the way. It Aww. is 8.50 on the Bob Rose Show. 10 minutes till 9 o'clock. Greg Cassidy is here as well. Happy, happy Thursday. A report indicates that President Joe Biden's dog, Commander, has bitten Secret Service agents as many as 24 times. What? At the White House and other locations. 24 times. Now, we knew that it happened a time or two, and I think they got rid of one dog previously that was biting people, but... 
24 times. And these folks uh. generally are not the wimpy kind of, oh, you left a scratch. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the reported wow. incidents were documented by CNN after it obtained internal uh, Secret Service documents that showed the dog uh, bit agents more times than were initially thought. Uh, yeah. Uh, they got some of the documents through a uh, FOIA um, act, and uh, an anonymous assistant special agent in charge of the Presidential Protective Division wrote to their team in June of 23 in an email, agents must be creative to ensure our own personal safety. These are people that are paid to protect uh, the president and other uh, human beings. They have other wow. uh, duties as well, <clears throat> tracking down counterfeiters, etc. But they have to figure out a way and be creative to ensure their own personal safety. That's crazy. Hmm. The recent dog bites have challenged us to adjust our operational tactics when commander is present. Please give lots of room. Months after the email, the White House finally removed Commander from the premises following several more biting incidents. Can we get rid of Commander's uh, Commander? Commander? As well? Yeah, that just uh, just a request there. You know, mm-hmm. just saying. You know, get rid of one, get rid of the other one free, kind of thing. Saying. Not much of a bite when all you're eating is applesauce. <laughs> yeah, paint a little picture for you. Sadly, it did. Yeah, a little, a little dribble going on there too. Yeah. Now, now Biden might not have the bite that Commander does, but he can True. bark every once in a while. Oh, he does. He was barking out against Putin lately. Ooh. President Joe Biden called Russian President Vladimir Putin a crazy sob. What? Hey. This was during a fundraiser in San Francisco. This is a button-up, wear-a-tux, I'm sure a very expensive event to go to, mm-hmm. and he's using that kind of language. I thought it was the other guy that used foul and nasty language and sent out mean tweets. Oh, evil orange man, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, apparently, hmm. Joe's got a potty mouth. <clears throat> no, we know he can snap out he, at any time. Oh, yes. Uh, warning... That there is always a threat of nuclear conflict, but that the existential threat to humanity remains climate. That's the existential oh, threat. We're still on that. Well, we get together yeah. at the kitchen table, man. It's the first oh, thing man. that comes up Yeah. right away. Oh, yeah. You know? Kids aren't looking for lunch money. Nobody has to do their mm-hmm. homework. Um, God, the price of gas doesn't, doesn't bother anybody. We're getting to work. We have, we have no challenges. Really, you know, moving forward, except the evil climate change. Well, Jen comes home from work and usually asks me about, you know, the the ice shelves and how much they've melted since yesterday and that sort of thing. Let's talk permafrost, pal. Let's dig right into it. Now we're talking. Yeah. 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 This is crazy. It is crazy. Still waiting for the rising sea levels. That's why I bought a lot of property uh, about eight miles from the beach. I'm figuring someday it's going to be my Shangri-La. I believe they are still loaning money to condos on the beach and insuring them. What? Yeah, I know. You You mean people that have actuaries that will look at risk? Yes. And the ocean's like right there. Right there. And they'll still give you, like, insurance? They'll still give you a loan? Well, they'll they'll build you a condo. Come on, man. That's true. 
How come they don't know about climate change and all its terrible effects? They've been listening, uh, yes, to us instead of CNN. Wow. I mean, really pushing this climate thing. Mm -hmm. It is so absolutely ridiculous. Um, Interesting story. This was Fox Business. Biden's energy agenda putting U.S. pipeline workers' livelihoods at stake. Business is gone, CEO says. These are good-paying American jobs going by the wayside. Yeah, we don't need pipelines. Uh, yeah, just put, put them on the railroad cars. Yeah. it The most effective, efficient, and safest way to transport uh, fuels, energies, oils has always been via pipeline. Everybody knows it. Biden does this to punish. He wants to punish the American energy sector. And, uh, and oh, these guys that are not going to have jobs building hmm. pipelines? Yeah. Don't worry, they've all been offered uh, jobs building solar panels. <laughs> oh, no, wait. Uh, no, that, that hasn't happened. Huh. Are they going to move to China? If they actually want to do that. Hmm. But I doubt they'd get hired. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm telling you. The 9 o'clock stretch is coming up. Special guest is going to be with us. And uh, he's going to be talking about a project they've undertaken in Newberry. At least they're at the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. They want to take their public schools uh, and turn them into charter public schools. Why? What's the advantage? What are the costs to taxpayers? Those are some of the things uh, that we'll touch on. And that is coming up in just a few minutes right here on The Bob Rose Show. Along with Greg Cassidy, we're live and local, 97.3 The Sky. Happy. I'm just very happy to hear you give everyone the truth. I am so happy I, I can just scream. Sad. I'm very sad the way this country is going. I'm more heartbroken than anything else. Angry. It's just ridiculous and it makes us so angry. I'm just trying to figure out when did we start listening to these freaking weirdos like this? No matter the emotion. That's how I feel and I, I don't know what to do and how we fight back. Talk about it here on The Sky. To me, it's really important. News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Good morning and welcome to the 9 o'clock stretch. Ah, always good to stretch it out. It is 9.07, time check, brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Thanks for tuning in to the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy. One of the top stories is a measles outbreak out of South Florida, Broward County to be exact. They've got six documented cases right now. Come to find out, the CDC has been monitoring uh, 11 other states where a total of 20 or 21 cases have been confirmed. Where are these measles coming from? No, it couldn't be from open borders. We'll get into that a little bit further. But first, we have a very important local issue. And joining us now is Joel Searby. He's a parent and part of the leadership of Newberry Education First and promoting Yes Newberry Dot org. Good morning, Joel. How are you? Good morning, Bob. Thanks for having me. Doing great. Hey, it is our pleasure. So if people can go to yesnewberry.org, and it, I think it's pretty comprehensive and lays out, for the most part, frequently asked questions, what's going on. So you're going to take your existing schools in the city of Newberry and turn them into public charter schools. I guess the first question would be, why? 
Well, Bob, Newberry parents and teachers and staff, uh, we know how amazing and special our community is. But, you know, these last few years, it's been a real challenge to keep our schools great with the increasing pressure on teachers and large and overcrowded classes, too many portables. There's mandates from the large and very disconnected school board at the county level, divisive politics. And that just leaves us with a lot of needs that are going unmet uh, for our local community schools. You know, thankfully, there is this solution that will bring all three Newberry schools under the leadership of Newberry community leaders, still ensures an excellent education, increased teacher pay, the same kind of great sports and activities. And so in April, the parents uh, and teachers of these schools will have a chance to uh, to cast their vote to do that and to uh, really bring a truly community-based public school. That's one of the really important uh, definitions here is folks seem to be misunderstanding. You know, there are a couple different types of charter schools. This is a public community-based charter school rooted in the city of Newberry and Archer that will bring uh, that leadership into our community. A couple of questions arise from from what you said and from what I've read, and it has to do with uh, the management overall of just, you know, the funding and the everyday management. I would imagine that that's the municipality of Newberry that's going to oversee that. Will that be at an additional cost to taxpayers? You also mentioned increased teacher pay. How will that be paid for as well? Sure. Well, there will be no new taxes or tuition to make this happen. Uh, There's a great example. The city of Cape Coral uh, actually has this exact same system in partnership uh, with the city of Cape Coral. They have over 3,000 students in their public community charter schools. uh, And and the funding that comes in for education from the federal and state government through the state of Florida is attached to each child. And so that money will go to the schools, and that's where the funding comes from. By doing this at the municipality level and having a partnership between the city and the schools, we can we can realize a tremendous number of savings and efficiencies. As some might imagine, there's a lot of uh, overhead that goes into the county school board running uh, the, the way that things are run right now. Uh, we're going to be able to realize a lot of those savings as well as efficiencies in things like maintenance and overhead uh, that can be actually put us into a surplus situation as our first year projected budget. Uh, so no new taxes, no tuition, and a budget surplus. We think it's a great deal for the taxpayers. I, it really sounds like it. I mean, and as I read the information on it, it it's hard to find uh, downside on it. Uh, I guess one of the questions would be, so existing state and federal funding, does that mean you'll get funding directly from those sources and not have to go through the school board of Alachua County? This is allowing you basically to bypass them, Correct. Well, the legal way that it works, uh, the money would actually go to the school board, and they get to keep about 1% of that because they would maintain uh, some level of uh, database and testing services. But just that 1% or so would go to the school board. The rest of the dollars get transferred immediately to these three Newberry schools uh, managed by the city of Newberry uh, and a new department that would be created to do so. Now, is there a... a a safety mechanism or a sunset thing or a, a benchmark, I guess, maybe would be the term that say things aren't going well. Let's just say educationally, the students don't do as well as they are under the existing plan. Is there a mechanism where you could go back uh, to the old plan if necessary? Is there sort of a, uh, a safety net there? Well, Bob, we certainly believe, uh, based on not only the track record of many other charter schools, but more importantly on on our amazing community leaders and teachers, that that that's not going to be necessary, that we're going to do a great job educating these kids uh, and give teachers an incredible amount of flexibility and and increased pay. There is a safety mechanism that's quite simple. Uh, The schools just simply revert back to the county school system. Okay, if that that should arise. And obviously you're not planning or hoping that that 
will happen. I know Cape Coral has a much denser population, I believe, than the Newberry does. So it, it, is it fair to say that it's apples and apples or not? Well, there's also a number of other of these examples where municipalities have partnered with local schools to create a more true community public school. Uh, and that's really important for people to understand that uh, this model is used all around the country. Uh, many states have much smaller school districts. Florida just happens to be a state where our districts are based in the counties, uh, which, of course, are very large. And this is this is why this has become a challenge for places like Newberry, when many of our decisions are being mandated and decided uh, by people who are really disconnected from uh, the needs of our community. And, and so, yes, this model has a lot of precedent. Uh, there's many other examples of it, and, and it works. And you still have to abide by state standards, correct? That's right. State, federal standards for education and testing. Uh, this will be a school that is a community public school. This is not a religious school or art school. Every student who lives within the area covered by these schools will attend there uh, if they choose. So I would imagine this would provide you a little bit more freedom within uh, the curriculum. What would parents expect to see changed, for instance, with the curriculum? Would you be using different textbooks? Would you go deeper into, say, American history? Uh, Things like that. The curriculum will be decided uh, by those who are experts in education, which will be uh, the principals at these schools, along with their teachers, uh, in partnership with uh, the new superintendent of this new school system. And so um, we believe that educators and parents uh, should be making those decisions about what is best for those students uh, following all state and federal standards. Uh, and that gives the, the teachers and the administrators a lot of flexibility to make the best decisions for what will educate these students the best. Now, in most scenarios, I'm not going to use Alachua County as an example, but in most scenarios, uh, you've got a school board that's elected by the people. So there's a certain sense of accountability because they're elected. What will be the mechanism to govern, to oversee um, the schools and still have a level of accountability? Sure. So it's, it's what's called a governing board, which is equivalent to a school board. When you have a, a charter municipal system like this, that governing board for the first three to five years will be the Newberry City Commission. You can imagine they would gavel out a city commission meeting and then gavel in uh, the governing board or school board meeting. Uh, those are elected uh, officials who are subject to being voted out of office if, uh, if they're not doing a good job. The transition would then go to a governing board that would include uh, folks from beyond the city of Newberry. For example, the city of Archer, who is immediately part of this, this, this new system, uh, and other parents who could be elected to that board, that governing board uh, would then be the, the group that is accountable to the parents in the community. I would imagine that there's going to be some uh, resistance, maybe from the school board. Uh, they like power control. Uh, I, think, I think that's fair to say. And so what would be the reasoning behind anybody who would not be uh, for this change? What are reasons are they giving if there's going to be a level of resistance? Well, Bob, right now uh, we have a tremendous amount of support from a wide variety of diverse backgrounds and political viewpoints uh, who are supporting this. There seems to be a small but loud faction uh, largely driven by some of the more extreme elements of the school board in the city of Gainesville, but not within the city of Newberry. Uh, We are hearing a tremendous amount of support from there and from Archer residents who want this because we know that uh, we can manage our schools well and we will make sure that we take care of of the kids that that we're entrusted with and so uh you know there there's probably going to be some politics played uh we're staying out of that this is a a 
cross-partisan, diverse group of parents who want to see this happen, and that's what we're going to stay focused on. Did you say something crazy like, we're going to be looking out for the kids first? That's what it's all about. (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of people here who want to make it about something else, uh, but we really believe that education has to come first. Fantastic, and I understand there's a meeting tomorrow, that's Friday at 6 p.m. at the Mentally Municipal Building, correct? That's correct, in Newberry. And and the greatest place for at least the basic information for sure is go to yesnewberry.org. That's right, Bob. All right, Joel Searby, we appreciate your time, and uh, we wish you success in this program. If it's everything that, uh, that you say, say it is, it sounds fantastic. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it. All righty. Very interesting. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yep. And wow, was he... He was very thoughtful in his answers. Oh, yeah. He's honest. You know, I mean, really. And you do get a sense that, look, this is about the kids, the curriculum, doing things that we think we can do in the city of Newberry in a more focused way. You know, maybe not get lost in layers of Mm. bureaucracy that comes from running a large-scale school system. Right. Good stuff. We're about 30 minutes away from things that make you smile. More headlines on the way. Stick around. Happy Thursday. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. As you get closer to November, Dana Lash. it's going to become urgent for people in terms of the economy. Because no matter how big of an issue you make, abortion, it always comes down to the economy. Now, 10 p.m. nights on 97.3 The Sky. Good morning and welcome. It's 922 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Your time check. That's brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. You know, you get the Bob Rose Show on your Alexa. First thing in the morning, get in the habit. When you get up, just tell your smart speaker, play 97.3 The Sky, and you'll be all hooked up, so to speak. More than 150,000 borrowers are receiving emails from President Joe Biden stating that all or part of their federal student loans will be forgiven in what is really a transfer of the debt to the American taxpayer. But uh, Uncle Joe wants to make it seem like, you know, Santa Claus is coming to town. And, uh, oh, by the way, there's an election coming up in November, you know? Wink, wink, nod, nod. Hey, you know, the guy that, you know, paid some bills for you. Oh, and I'll have other handouts, uh, you know, ready for you, too. Politico reported uh, that about the letters on Wednesday, the Biden administration was set to blast out the emails. And uh, this will cost the American taxpayers $1.2 billion. $1.2 billion that we do not have. How do you decide that you're going to take a group of people and forgive their loans. How, how do you do that? You, you're not forgiving everyone's loans. What about people that went to uh, trade schools? You know, a welding school or learned about HVAC. Do they? Are they part of this program? Yeah, this is very interesting. In the letter, the politically vulnerable president takes credit for the forgiveness in the first sentence. I'm shocked. How <laughs> bad? Congratulations 
all or a portion of your federal student loans will be forgiven because you qualify for early loan forgiveness under my administration's SAVE plan, S-A-V-E, yeah, which stands for Hmm. Saving on a Valuable Education Plan. How about we save our economy or save our country or save our borders or... I don't know. Since he likes that word. How about maybe an early lesson in managing money would be to teach your kids about, you know, making sure that if you're going to purchase an education, it's Uh like any other purchase. Do your homework. What is the potential for jobs? What will those jobs pay? Things like that. What have you got to get against a gender studies degree, Bob? Well, I guess if you have an administration like uh, well, Biden, you're going to be—it's you know, going to be quite fruitful it's for a you. Possibility. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from day one of my administration, I vowed to fix student loan programs so higher education can be a ticket to the middle class, not a barrier to opportunity. This relief gives you a little more breathing room. This doesn't fix anything. It's a buy It's a payoff. Well, and, and you know how much further they could have went. And if they wanted to just, why didn't they reduce the interest rate? Back when interest rates were almost nothing or at zero, I believe the government program was still charging, I want to say, like 6.5%. I can't even imagine what it is now. Hmm. So they were already charging a pretty hefty rate. And what if you forgave the interest on the loans as long as the people are repaying them? That's sort of a... You know, uh, the people that are doing right by it, let's give them a break. And you can give a lot more people a break. That's a bonus. Absolutely. The document includes the phrase, share what this relief means to you. Which then links to a studentaid.gov page Uh that's not yet up and running. I would imagine it may uh, promote you to go out and vote. Yeah. And yeah. probably use language that goes right up to the edge of being a partisan announcement. And telling everyone about what the president has done for you personally to share that Share it. you got to share, share it. it. That's right. Stand on the mountaintop. Mm-hmm. Show Biden is awesome. Yeah. The borrowers receiving relief are the first to benefit from a save plan policy that provides debt forgiveness to borrowers who have been in repayment after as little as 10 years and took out $12,000 or less in student loans. Wow. You know, I hate to be a pessimist, but you know what's a scary thought about this whole concept? Uh Uh-huh. Now that the whole country is hearing about this? Yeah. Do we need more scams in our country Uh, with emails and Oh, yeah. To take advantage of something like this? Of course. There's going to be stuff. You know, that's coming. What what I'm waiting for is, hey, what other group can he try to uh, turn into voters Uh by giving them our tax dollars? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, maybe he'll give uh, Ukrainians the right to vote in our elections. That wouldn't be too much of a stretch anyway. Yeah, them are the Chinese. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Boy, Chinese voted already. They got our last president. 928 on the Bob Rose Show. 15 minutes away from things that make you smile. Hang in there and happy Thursday. 97.3 The Sky. It's Glenn Beck. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. New on The Sky. More news. Hear about it first. 
Talk about it now. The dawn of a new era on News Talk 97.3, The Sky. Gas station heroin. What? Is that high test? Is that worse than gas station sushi? What do they call it, Ethel? What? Ethel. What? Wow, there's a flash. Who's snorting Ethel? Serious story, though. I'll follow up. 937 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Happy, happy Thursday, my friends. Yeah, uh, Dr. Patrick Marshallak is very, very concerned about a dangerous drug that's causing a spike of illnesses, in this case, um, New Jersey, because that's where some of this um, is coming to the surface anyway. In many cases, the drug is being sold on the shelves of corner convenience stores. These are products that contain something called uh, tianeptine. Tianeptine. And it could cause severe opioid-like effects, putting kids and teens at risk. And, yeah, it's being marketed as a dietary supplement and antidepressant. Uh, there's Neptune's Elixir and Zaza Red. But it's referred to as gas station heroin because, yeah, it's sold at convenience stores and stuff. These are just two of the products that are being marketed as dietary supplements. I guess that helps them to get around, like... Uh, the FDA, and clearly this stuff is the kind of thing that is coming in from China. Uh, It can be sold as a pill, powder, salt, or in liquid form as a supplement or an active ingredient in a supplement, and it is widely available in many states. And it is difficult for the states to keep up with this stuff because what happens is they just change the the formula a little bit from a uh, molecular level. You know what I mean? They just adjust it a little bit and go, well, it's not that. What you just made illegal, it's not that anymore. It's something else. Um, Just, I think the main thing is there, um, you know, you got to keep an eye on the young people and try to keep this garbage out of there. And, um, you know, and, and people, you know, I guess if you, you know, run these stores, you also have, you should have some level of concern, too. I mean, those are your customers, right? If a parent finds out their kid had serious health problems because of that stuff, you know, they might come back to you, possibly. But uh, anyway, this nasty stuff, uh, unfortunately, is all around us, and it's only getting worse. We've got a lot more we want to talk about as well. But first, Davis Gainesville, Chevrolet Skylines, and Rosebud, good morning. Hey, good morning, Bob. I want to circle back to uh, Toto and uh, his giveaways and everything. And uh, he's worried about the election. That's why he's doing a lot of this stuff. Well, and you said something that made me laugh. It's uh, the Ukrainian voters voting for him. Well, they have to vote for somebody. They can't vote for Zelensky because Zelensky's taken a book out of Dodo's page here recently. And through executive order, he has he's out now on a continuing state of emergency. He's supposed to have a national elections here in March, just like Putin and just like uh, Netanyahu over there. National elections for president. Well, he's president. Well, he doesn't have time to run for uh, office again right now. He's got a wall to run. He's out there, an evil tyrant of Putin. So he just put it on executive order and put it off for the future sometime. It's sad. Uh, and and he's demanding now the $60 billion. He's I've seen him on TV again. 
And not to mention anything about the 50 billion euros that the European Union last week just approved finally after six months to give him so he can run his country. 50 billion euros, that's 54 billion. Another 60 billion. He's building himself up a nice nest egg. He's going to outdo Hamas, the Hamas leaders that are in the guitar that's got billions of dollars in their checking account. He'll even outdo uh, Hamid Karzai from Afghanistan, who's sitting on billions of dollars in the United Arab Emirates, along with all the rest of the Afghani government that grabbed the money and ran and let the, uh, uh, the Taliban take back over with Joe Biden. It's crazy, folks. Uh, you can't. Where, where, where is the money coming from? We, we got debt to our eyeballs. I'm hoping that Mike Johnson will not go for this crap and, and, and push through that $60 billion because it's not only $60 billion, immediately $14 billion for Israel that they're trying to stop, but it's another $11 billion for Gaza to give it to uh, the, the United Nations, who's already running turmoil all over this world. The farmers all over Europe protesting. Now it's in Spain. Now it's in Greece, too. It's over in India, the farmers. Our farmers are hurting right here. Why? Because of the 700 loads of grain that they took out of Ukraine that they've held on to. They're supposed to feed the poor in the world. Well, now they're dumping it on the world's market and tanking the commodities when the farmers are trying to sell their corn and their wheat and their soybeans to get money to put in the spring crops all over the world. They can't do it because 700 loads of United Nations grain is being dumped. It's sad what's going on. I don't know how to, I don't know who could pull us out of this mess unless we completely collapse uh, as a country and lawlessness goes on. Well, you see it every day. You can't turn on the TV. People, I say, say a prayer for the world that some sanity somewhere, you know, that, uh, that the World Health Organization, Tetros over there, is, is not put in charge of everything because it'll just get worse. Uh, the United Nations is bad and getting worse. And where are they located? Right there, downtown Manhattan. Yep, and we pay their rent and uh, fund the U.N. I've been uh, begging us to get out of the U.N. for a very long time. Like you said, in Gaza, they've already been found to be unscrupulous and working actually with Hamas or for them directly and indirectly. A lot of the funding uh, is corrupt. It is corrupt. How can we keep sending billions of dollars to a group that we know is completely corrupt? And in the case of Ukraine, they the Democrats blocked our ability to look for transparency in the money being sent to Ukraine. What do they have to hide? But back to something you said earlier that that really kind of made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. So if Zelensky can pull this national emergency thing so that he can extend Mm -hmm. his time in power before having to deal with an election. Yeah. Is that within the playbook? Are the Democrats and or Biden or whoever the shadow government really is, is that within their capability to do that? And and let me remind you, because for the same reasons that I think that he should face treason charges are the very same reasons he would use to say it's an emergency. Think about the borders. What do we need? We, We need a crisis. I'm saying that as how the Democrats would think about it. They need a crisis. Then 
they can go, not only are the borders overrun, they mm. won't assume any responsibility for it. They'll <laughs> right. try to blame Trump. Right. And then they'll go, it really is an emergency. And then what's happening between Ukraine and Russia and the threats that Russia's making, it really is an emergency. And the attacks on shipping in the Middle East and our soldiers, it really is like an emergency. And so will they try to pull that off to say, we really are in the middle of a national emergency. Well, if they did, wouldn't it be ironic, since that's the kind of thing they accused Donald Trump of trying yep. to do? Yep. And what do they always do? They are what they point their finger and call you. They do what they say you are doing. The Democrats have already shown that. I mean, oh, yeah. that's what you do. You, you follow... You know, the, the trends, you follow this stuff and you go, yep, they said this. And then it turns out, up oh, they were the problem, et cetera, et cetera, down the line. So, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And they keep saying, you know, that Trump's authoritarian and wants mm. to be a dictator. I, again, I think they're telegraphing where they really want to take things. They, they want ultimate power and control uh, from on high under the guise of will be the deciders of what's fair, what justice is, what equity is. And and we'll decide that, and you can trust us. Right. We can trust you. We can't trust you with a checkbook. We're $34 trillion in debt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched Trump, one of his lawyers, Alina Haba, who's really been dealing with the New York situation, if you will, and she spoke and looked very confident in her ability uh, to fight that ruling and take it to the Court of Appeals. Mm-hmm. She didn't seem cocky. She seemed confident, and she didn't want to divulge her full game plan. Uh, but I, I feel good after watching her and what she had to say that the case will be overturned. But it's still going to, at the very least, be a huge pain in the neck for Trump. And uh, and his companies and the folks that work for him. Yep. All right. It is 947 on the Bob Rose Show. We need some upbeat, positive stuff. Count your blessings kind of a thing. That's coming up next. You want in on things that make you smile? Brought to you by the best dentist in the whole world, Robin Larson Dental. Well, just call in. Don't be shy. 877-975-9825. Things that make you smile is next on 97.3 The Sky. The problem is, Joe Biden is old, old. His history and experience are loathsome. Even when he had a mind, they were loathsome. Six weeknights on 97.3 The Sky. It's time for things that make you smile. Up, be positive thoughts that you share with us. And it's brought to you by the best dentist in the whole world, Robin Larson Dental. So call in now, 877-975-9825. Well, it, it makes me smile that no one was hurt. That was the most important thing. Remember that satellite that was going to come crashing down to Earth? Oh, yeah. Yesterday. Well, it sort of did, I guess. It, it supposedly landed in the North Pacific Ocean. So I was only off by, well, I guess the Indian Ocean. Okay, so it's the other side of the world. Right. I went from Moscow and the Kremlin itself specifically. You were very specific. So was I closer? Yeah, maybe. If you're on that, depends which way you go. (laughs) Which way is the Earth spinning? 
It doesn't matter. You can still travel both ways, Bob. Really? Yes. Next thing you know, time travel will be a reality. No, seriously, it. Uh, they believe it was in the northern Pacific between Alaska and Hawaii. I know that is mm-hmm. a large area. Yeah. And they're not even really sure the amount of mass that actually did you know, hit mm. the water, so to speak, because uh, they figured this thing was about, you know, 5,000 pounds coming in hot. Yeah. And they think that probably most of it burned up, and so whatever did fall, even if it fell over, uh, you know, occupied areas or right. whatever, it it probably wouldn't have done much. I think that's the case. Yeah. And that's so... good news, yeah. Yeah, I think that's good news. So not getting hit by a falling satellite makes you making smile. you smile. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be, you know... Just really realistic. I think that's probably a good thing. And a quick final push for the uh, 26th annual Bob Rose Golf Scramble and the work done by ARC of Alachua County definitely makes me smile. Um, I'm not sure that there's any openings in uh, the event because we sell it out every year, but if there is, um, give them a shout. ARCAlachua.org. That's A R C Alachua.org. And you don't have to wait for a special event to help them out or to volunteer in any capacity. Uh, please keep them in mind if you have uh, the funds or the time that you can spend. And thanks to Infotech and Southeast Car Agency for being major sponsors of the Bob Rose Golf Scramble. Uh, excited about it. Coming up Friday, April 5th at Hawkstone Country Club. Coming up next, The Smoking Gun, brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. Sean Hannity. Republicans better get their act together. I don't see any work on legal ballot harvesting. Weekdays, 3 p.m. By the time November comes along, they better be able to match in states the way the Democrats have been using those methods. On 97.3 The Sky. Time now for The Smoking Gun, brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. Authorities in western Philadelphia, suburb West Whiteland Township, reporting clashes with organized gangs of retail thieves made up of illegal border crossers. At least three gangs of migrants have been responsible for thefts of thousands of dollars of merchandise. They're taking advantage of coming to the U.S. and committing all kinds of crimes, said local law enforcement. In another case, an illegal uh, from Peru accused of stealing $17,000 from a local department store. Yeah. Uh, The bad news, thanks to Brandon, is that this is just the tip of the iceberg, and that is your smoking gun. The smoking gun is brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. On behalf of Greg Cassidy, I'm Bob Rose. God bless you and your family. Have a great, safe day. See ya. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.